A very great Monday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Steven Strom here. Thanks for rewinding with us. What a day it was at the ballpark on Sunday afternoon from Wrigley Field. The Marlins win 5-4 in 14 innings. An absolute thriller. As always, for the recap, here is your voice of the Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, some would say just your run-of-the-mill 5-4 victory for the Marlins this afternoon here at Wrigley Field. Uh, I would say this baby went to 14. The Miami Marlins are now 11-0 and in one-run games this season. They tie the 1972 New York Mets for the all-time major league record. And in 14 innings this afternoon, the Miami Marlins beat the Chicago Cubs by a final score of 5-4. to For the Marlins today, five runs, no hits. Well, that can't be possible. How about five runs, nine hits, no errors. Nine men left on base. And for the Cubs, four runs, 11 hits, no errors. They leave 13 men on base. Steven Okert is your winner today. Adbert Alzali is your loser. Tough luck loser. He went three innings. And Andrew Nardi collected his first major league save here today. Sensational stuff. Gabby Sanchez, we welcome you back in for the Marlins. Uh, I don't know where to start. There's so much to break down. Marlins used seven pitchers. Cubbies used six. Went to 14, back and forth. At the end of the day, the Marlins snapped that five-game losing streak, buddy. Boy, what a game, especially the way that Sandy came out throwing, how he was just mowing down these Cubs hitters. And you just liked the position that the Marlins were in because, remember, they've been using a whole bunch of bullpen guys, especially these last couple of days. So you thought, okay, they're going to be able to get at least some rest here. And, Boy, it didn't turn out that way at all. The Cubs were able to battle back and score two off of them there in the ninth inning to tie it. I tell you what, though, you got to give this bullpen a lot of credit because it's not easy to go out there and be pitching and throwing up zeros with guys on yeah. second base to start an right. inning, especially after the Marlins weren't able to score. And there were some big innings there by Brazelbaum, by Tanner Scott. You know, even Okert had a, a position there. He ends up you know, getting the blown save and the win in the same game. Um, but then Nardi there at the end, and again, another tough position and able to shut the door down. This bullpen has really been good this year. Yeah. Boy, it's hard to really start picking this one up. But, um, I'll, you know, let's go to Sandy. Obviously, ninth yeah. inning, um, you know, your rationale was obviously very sound, and it proved to be the correct decision if indeed they made it. Sandy went back out for the ninth. They did not pull him after eight. He struck out Swanson, but then he allowed the two runs. Hap, Bellinger, and Hosmer all uh, touched him up a little bit. What did you make of Sandy today? I mean, he was sensational. Um, you know, kind of ends on a sour note, but, boy, he almost capped off another complete game shutout. <laughs> you know, Colin, here's the thing. like You kind of understand it. Um, yeah, talked about it. It's four times through the lineup. These guys have already seen it. They've kind of made their adjustments. And Bellinger, uh, when he was coming, like I told you, boy, he, he's looking good. He had lined out to center already. He had gotten the base hit on kind of like a check swing. But they kind of had figured, not that they had figured him out, but that they kind of knew what they wanted to do against Sandy. And Again, gets a fastball 98 miles an hour, and that's the thing that you look at. It's not like Sandy all of a sudden was throwing 92, 93, and okay, that's why they hit him. No, he was still throwing upper 90, right. still touching 99, right. even in that ninth inning. It's just one of those tough situations where, you know, Sandy had had his struggles through before before this uh, before this game after he threw that complete game his last time, and I just I wanted to see him just have a good night 
where he threw eight innings, shut out, just nasty, go to Puck, you know, let him get the last three outs. Puck ended up coming in and striking out, too. He was nasty, and and it would have been over. But you kind of understand the rationale as well with Skip of this is my guy. And just like you said, you know, that's my guy. He is the best pitcher that we have on this team. And if I'm going to if, – if somebody's going to lose this game, it's going to be him because that's kind of the word that comes out of Sandy's mouth. If I'm going to lose, let me lose. Let, yeah. not the, let, let the bullpen try to have a day off. Um, it's kind of crazy. Not a single multi-hit performance for the Marlins this afternoon. Uh, but, I mean, what would you make of the offense? You know, there was good things that I did see. I, I, I really love that, la- that late at bat from Sanchez, that 14-pitch at bat. There's things to learn. There's things to grow oh, on. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he made a tremendous throw as well from the outfield. You like to definitely see that. Uh, but but you're right. There was a lot of chances there that the Marlins had. You I mean you go back to the fo- the first inning and the fifth inning, uh, where they had guys on. They had guys on with nobody out. Man on third could not get the next runner in. And those are the ones that you look at because at the end of the game, when all of a sudden Sandy gives up two, they should have been up four to one, five to one at that point, and they were never able to add on. Yeah, it's a crazy day. Uh, we better start wrapping this thing up. That bus is going to leave us, and that Boeing is going with or without us, buddy. So, uh, all right, let's do it again tomorrow night, huh? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a listen to all the highlights from this afternoon's 5-4 Marlins win in 14 innings. The Marlins got on the board first in the fifth. Yuli Gurriel leading off the fifth for Miami. Here's the 2-2 offering to Gurriel, and he swings and hits it high in the air, pretty deep left field, going back, and still going back onto the warning track at the wall. This thing is gone. Yuli Gurriel gives the Marlins a 1-0 lead here in the fifth. It's his third home run of the season. So that gave the Marlins a 1-0 lead. That would stand all the way into the eighth inning this afternoon. When Jorge Soler had an opportunity to increase the lead with a man on base and two outs. Next pitch, ground ball hit. Back up the middle. Base hit into center field for Jorge Soler. Scoring from third is John Birdie. A big two-out base knock for the Marlins here in the eighth. And Jorge Soler has given the Marlins a 2-0 lead. And the Miami Marlins took a 2-0 lead into the bottom of the ninth inning this afternoon. Sandy Alcantara struck out Dansby Swanson for out number one. Ian Happ singled, and that set the table for Cody Bellinger. Here's the pitch from Alcantara to Bellinger. He swings, he lines it towards the gap left center field. This is going to get down for a base hit. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. It'll bang off the wall. Rounding third, headed home. Throw comes in towards the plate. It's not in time. It bounces away from Stallings. And at third base is Cody Bellinger. The Cubs have played in the run here in the ninth, and Bellinger's at third base with one out. It's 2-1 to one Miami. And the next man up, Eric Hosmer, had a chance to tie the game. Now this crowded Wrigley comes to life. Here's Eric Hosmer, ground ball, back up the middle of the base hit. We've got a tie ball game here at the bottom of the ninth at Wrigley. Alcantara's allowed a pair of runs. It's the veteran Eric Hosmer who comes through. That's an RBI one-out single, and here comes Skip Schumacher. Now Sandy's done. That ended the day for Sandy Alcantara. In came A.J. Puck. He struck out Velasquez and Mervis, and this baby went to the 10th. In the 10th, the ghost runner at second base was Gene Segura. 
And leading things off for the Miami Marlins in the 10th was the pinch hitter fresh off the injury list this afternoon, or this morning rather, Joey Wendell. So the count is one ball and no strikes on Joey Wendell with Segura at second, top 10, ghost runners at second base in a 2-2 game. The pitch from Leiter to Wendell is lined down the right field line. This could be trouble. Fair ball rolling into the corner. Wendell's around first, headed toward second. The ball's rattling around. He's going to have a triple, and the Marlins have a 3-2 lead. But it didn't last for long. Nico Horner tied it for the Cubs in the 10th. Hopefully that doesn't prove to be costly. Here's the 2-2 pitch. There goes the runner. Line drive back up the middle and a base hit. Suzuki's going to hold up at second base. Scoring from third is Matt Mervis. We've got a 3-3 ball game. And it would stay 3-3 into the 13th inning this afternoon. The uh, Let's see here. The ghost runner at second base in the 13th inning was Nick Fortes. He was sacrificed to third by John Birdie. And then Jazz Chisholm Jr. had a chance to give the Marlins a lead again. Jazz is batting. He's one for five today. He swings and hits the ball shallow in the air center field. Now Bellinger starts to back up. This ball's hit a little bit better than expected. Bellinger makes the catch. Tagging from third is Nick Fortes. He'll cross the plate standing up. The Miami Marlins have retaken the lead. It's four to three here in the 13th. And as you would imagine, that didn't last very long because Ian Happ level set everything in the bottom half of the inning. So the infield is in. Ian Happ is batting. He's one for five today. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Here's a swing and a ball hit in the air. Shallow right center field. It's going to get down for a base hit. Jazz overran the baseball. Jesus Sanchez backs him up. It holds Happ to an RBI single. This ball game is tied. Thank goodness yeah. for Jesus Sanchez. Or Ian Happ may have just won the ball game himself. So it was 4-4 after 13 at Wrigley. Adbert Alzali stayed out there for the Chicago Cubs. He was a tough luck loser this afternoon. More on that in a minute. Ghost runner at second base in the 14th inning was Garrett Hampson. He went to third on a ground out that went 4-3 off the bat of Luis Arise. Garrett Hampson was at third base. Jesus Sanchez was at the plate. It's the Miami Marlins who are trying to strike first here in the 14th. Did they just call a balk? Yes, did. they did. they just did. call a balk? They just called the balk on Alzali. Wow. And now Hampson's going to trot home from third. And the Marlins have themselves a 5-4 lead wow. on a balk. Huge. Well, that's one way to get yourself a run. Bottom of the 14th inning. Trey Mancini was at second base. The leadoff man in the 14th, Matt Mervis, popped out into foul territory to Gene Segura. The next man up, Nick Madrigal, grounded out to shortstop. And the last hope for the Chicago Cubs at the bottom of the 14th inning this afternoon was the catcher who came into the ballgame in the 11th inning, the veteran Tucker Barnhart. The Marlins are 10-0 in one-run games this season. Andrew Nardi comes set out of the stretch. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss! Strike three! This ballgame is over! Andrew Nardi puts the finishing touches on his first save in the major leagues. And in 14 innings, the Miami Marlins outlast the Chicago Cubs. They salvage a game in this series, and they win it 5-4 to four this afternoon. Miami 5, Chicago 4. For the Marlins five and as many would say, the game was never in doubt. 
Totals from this ball game this afternoon for the Miami Marlins. Five runs, nine hits, no errors, nine men left on base. And for the Chicago Cubs, four runs, 11 hits, no errors. They leave 13 men on base. Stephen Okert is your winner. He's now 1-0 this season. Adbert Alzali, the tough luck loser, he went three innings of relief and extra innings. Alzali's now 1-2. and two. And Andrew Nardi collects his first Major League save this afternoon as the Marlins beat the Cubs. They salvage a game in this series. They snap their five-game losing streak. And the Miami Marlins are now 11-0 and in one-run games this season. That has tied the Major League record with the 1972 New York Mets. We started this ball game at 1.20 this afternoon. We finished it at 5.09. Total game time, 3 hours and 49 minutes in front of 38,196 strong at Wrigley on this gorgeous Sunday afternoon. For the Miami Marlins this afternoon, they strike out 13, and that means $325.00 have been donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? We learned that the Joey Wendell effect. How about Joey Wendell coming to the ballpark in the morning? Obviously, he was in a rehab assignment, battling that oblique injury. He came back, batted in the 10th, the triple. I know it didn't ultimately become the winning run, but just the guts to Joey to have him come in and just provide that spark for the Marlins. Incredible job from Joey Wendell. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say after a thrilling 5-4 win over the Cubs. Wild one here today. How would you, how would you describe the emotions of a game like this? Yeah, I'm exhausted and I didn't play. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was proud of the guys. I mean, what happened yesterday, tough way to lose, come back. Um, and to you know, give up the lead in the ninth inning, and then they fight all the way back and to win it right there on the road. Uh, much needed win. Played clean baseball. So many different scenarios happened, and we came through. And um, just a really nice win. What's it like to manage a game like this? It's hard. Yeah, it was hard. But you know, I got good people around me, and um, all the coaching staff. You know, giving their input, and then you know, having to make that final decision and. Um, but, you know, I have a really good staff that I'm lucky to have and, um, and bounce ideas off of. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, but I, I have full trust in them. One of Sandy's stronger games this season. What was the difference that you saw from him here today? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he, he was throwing 100 miles an hour in the ninth inning. Um, I just felt like he was just, you know, he always pounds the zone, but he was putting it where he wants it. I think it wasn't just strikes. It was like where he wanted to throw the strike. Um, slider had good depth. Changeup was really good. Um, the velo was just, you know, it was way up. Um, but he's just running two seamers back on lefties, four seamers at the top of the zone. Just really overall game plan with him and Stalls going there. Um, so, you know, some big outs, uh, you know, along the way, you know, with guys in runners and sword position, but um, didn't feel like there was any real leverage spots except for a couple innings. And that's kind of why, you know, I sent him back out there in the ninth. What else went into that decision to, to send him back out there? Yeah, Eric Hosmer, is, I mean, he's had big hit after big hit in his career. You know, love the guy, played a, played with him uh, as a coach in San Diego, um, but he, he hits ground balls. And um, that's just, the, you know, and I thought that we could get a ground ball there. And Sandy's our our dude, our guy. And, um, you know, I just went out and talked to him and see how he felt, said he wanted him, um, felt like he was in a good spot, wanted to get a ground ball, had the infield in. It got through, and that's just baseball. So I felt like I wanted to give Sandy the chance to get out of that thing. Um, and, you know, he didn't. That's okay. You know, our bullpen guys came in and picked him up, and 
um, you still got the win. Looking ahead to tomorrow, what is your level of concern with having it after nine innings, nearly nine innings from Sandy, still having to go so deep into your bullpen? Yeah, I always think about uh, extra innings. You worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully we can get a good start out of Brax. We still have some guys that can throw a couple innings. We have a, a length guy in, in Chi-Chi. So, um, you know, I, you know, hopefully we score some runs. We've got a good guy we're facing, obviously, and, and Zach. But, um, yeah, you always worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, and, and figure out how you win today. What did you see on the outside bog? Uh, I felt like he was coming set or tr- maybe trying to step off, not step off, but he st- he started his, his uh, motion to come set and stopped and you know didn't continue with it, and that's kind of what we saw from the bullpen. But can't give you like a good take on it because I haven't you know seen the replay yet, but just looked like it's something weird happened and didn't complete his his uh, coming set to go you know to come stop. When, when you're debating like about sand, leaving Sandy in or not, does any factor occur to you like or talk about in terms of? You have AJ, you know, coming from the left side at that height, and you've got guys that have been, you know, blown away. I mean, is there anything about that contrasting styles that, you know, maybe comes into the conversation when you're talking about whether to take him out there? Yeah, I knew they'd pinch it for Hosmer. So, you know, they had some good guys on the bench from the right side and, um, you know, really good options. Mancini, Suzuki, so they had some good good wisdom, um, good options there. Um, so, you know, there was, uh, you know, Hosmer had a – Gosh, a hit back to the pitcher and a um, you know jam shot to second. I think where's two at bats. Um, so just felt like you know, Cy Young Award winner. He's our guy, you know. And um, so we just felt, or I felt that that was the right move. Um, didn't work out, um, but that was the the thought behind it. It wasn't just let Sandy go. I knew they would probably pinch hit there with with AJ warming up. Another one one win. What does that say about you know this group and what you guys are able to do in these close games? Just proud of them. I mean, again, that is that is not an easy win right there. That is hard, especially after what happened yesterday. So um, it's just uh, it's a tough fought win. Wendell coming off the bench, uh, you know, having been down there for forever, it feels like, um, you know, came in an early flight, big triple there and wish we would have scored. Um, it it easier on me and us. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's just a, a lot of good things happened today um, that you can build off and hopefully go in a – um, that long flight to Arizona, uh, it's a lot happier a flight than it would have been if we got you know, walked off there. What can this type of win do for a team that's been struggling? Yeah, you always want to break the streak and you know you want your your guy out there to you know provide that uh, for you and Sandy did that. I mean he gave everything he had for us to, to stop that losing streak and um, he's our stopper and you know, that's what you need. Good teams have that stopper so these things don't carry on and um, that's exactly what we did for uh, what he did for us today. Okay, that was manager Skip Schumacher. We are in Arizona for a three-game set with the Diamondbacks. We've got first pitch coming your way at 940. I've got Marlins on deck at 910. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.